Uh, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast, recorded Friday, March 10th. 10th. Uh, on this week's edition, we're going to talk about uh, all of the outrages uh, at the Arkansas legislature, like we have the last million weeks, it feels like. I'm joined, as usual, by editorial director Austin Bailey. Hi, we're sorry to be so negative, but it's hard to come up with happy things, so buckle up. Yeah, so we're, we're going to be probably all over the place, but just wanted to start with some action happened yesterday in the Arkansas Senate that I think really encapsulates what's so terrible about this Republican-dominated legislature. We had a bill that, that flew through with, with really no discussion, I think because Democrats know that there's nothing they can do and they're tired, but... Uh, it would require state contractors to sign a pledge that they will not boycott gun or ammunition manufacturers or fossil fuel companies. So this is all aimed at what Republicans feel like is um, undue scrutiny on those industries and uh, activist investing through the um, environmental, social, and governance factors, the ESG investments that have become kind of popular. Though, as I think we've discussed before and written about, you know, a lot of that is just risk management. The, the climate is changing, so maybe it makes sense to, to not invest heavily in fossil fuel companies uh, for the long term. So that happened. So the, the legislature said, you know, we're going to discriminate on behalf of guns and fossil fuels. And then immediately after that, Dan Sullivan's uh, bill to end affirmative action came up and and ultimately squeaked through. Most legislation is uh, it passes with an overwhelming majority because Republicans are in firm control. And though there's, you know, a, occasionally some divide within the, the party, they're, they pretty much vote in lockstep. But this was this was a rare piece that, that really squeaked through with, with only 18 votes. Uh, affirmative action, I think, means, uh, you know, it, it's, it's been around for a long time and people may have a certain perception of it, but what this does is it eliminates all consideration of race, gender, or national origin from any state entity. So that includes the state government, all higher education, public schools, uh, local and county governments, and it, it the, the the sequence of saying we're going to discriminate on behalf of guns, and then we're going to say that that gender and and race considerations uh, should should no longer happen was just kind of stunning. But I, I think it's important to know <clears throat> the most crazy part about this is that those 18 votes to pass ending affirmative action in Arkansas came from solely white males. Yeah, the three Republican women in the Senate voted against it as as a handful of uh, Republican senators, even Alan Clark, who you would not say is one of the more enlightened senators, voted against it. And, you know, he gave a, a, a pretty good speech. You know, he he said this there's some some woke stuff happening. He doesn't agree with it, but 
He said, you know, I, I looked at my own life, my own hiring practices, and a lot of it is nepotism. It's who you know, and, you know, we've still got a ways to go. Uh, Dan Sullivan, who really is is probably leading the race for the worst legislator just because he's he's so seething and easy to to take offense and just sort of has the same playbook that is he starts with screw you um when when he's talking to folks uh you know he he says that it's immoral to fight discrimination with more discrimination and and that's pretty much all he'll say he won't engage very much on the the far-reaching consequences senator clark tucker who's just been a hero this session pointed out that it would the bill would likely close the mosaic culture cultural mosaic templars cultural center a state museum that honors black history and culture Sullivan said he talked to Tim Griffin, the attorney general, and Griffin said that that's not the case. But, you know, Griffin is clearly a political actor, and it's hard to imagine how the museum wouldn't be substantially changed when all of its transactions involve considerations involving black folks. So the list just goes on and on and on. It's really hard to fathom. We're still trying to work it out. But uh, that was was a, a real low point. But the the contest for low points was stiff this week. Uh, you covered a lot of the uh, legislature's continued obsession of uh, the trans population in Arkansas. It was not good. It wasn't good, guys. Um, this week was, was rough for Arkansas's young transgender people who continue to take it on the chin for, for no reason that I, I, can, I can really make sense of. Um, this week, legislators continued pushing a bathroom bill for schools. Um, they, uh, I think uh, it might be signed into law now, the, um, the, the, the bill that basically makes it impossible for medical providers in Arkansas to continue to offer gender-affirming care to young transgender people because um, it creates just insane liabilities where they will not be able to get insurance. Um, It creates a two-year waiting period for gender-affirming medical care for young people. Um, it, it basically, it's just, you know, a lots of workarounds to make it an impossibility, even as uh, the ban on uh, gender affirming medical care for young people in Arkansas is, is still in the courts. And we don't know um, what will happen with that. But this is just a, you know, just to make extra triple dipple sure that uh, we can punish trans kids as much as possible. This is just kind of a backstop for that. Yeah, this this is another, I believe, Dan Sullivan, uh, John, with uh, Mary Bentley uh, as a co-sponsor, and she's she's close in, in the race for worst, and she she made her standard. I'm a nurse, and I'm just care about these kids. Though she did acknowledge that that a lot of the testimony against cites the increased risk of suicide for for trans kids when when this kind of care is taken away and also just through all the rhetoric and she said you know uh dr jay green with the heritage foundation has has done a superior study that shows that actually suicide risks increase when you give them these hormones well that name stuck out to me because jay green I used to be at the University of Arkansas and put out all sorts of bullshit about how charter schools 
were better than regular schools. Now it's at the Heritage Foundation. He's not a medical doctor. He's a PhD doctor who got his PhD in government. He works for the far right wing Heritage Foundation. I mean, it's just. And, and that makes me think about another just there, there are a lot of meetings happening at the Capitol to attack transgender rights. So it's really hard to, to, to not mix them up. But on a, uh, a, a meeting about uh, a bathroom bill in schools that would force uh, transgender students to use bathrooms that correspond with the sex on their birth certificate or use, um, you know, just a, a one person bathroom. Um, Senator Greg Letting tried to introduce actual legitimate evidence and research from reputable universities and actual medical doctors about how uh, laws like this um, actually create uh, danger. You know, that we've been hearing, oh, this is to keep kids safe, I guess, from transgender students in the bathroom. and he, you know, he had evidence that said, "Hey, you know, actually, transgender youth are not doing anything in the bathroom to hurt anyone, and laws like this will actually put them at risk." And you know, if we're protecting students, this is the opposite thing to do. Uh, Mary Bentley's response was, um, "She's not interested in anything like that. The superintendents in her district want this, and so." these Harvard studies are just immaterial. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, and we should say that the the origin of this bill was the Conway School District, which uh, our own Deborah Hill Shelton has covered closely. Uh, there was another, uh, another anti-trans bill that would uh, re- require, I guess it would require uh, teachers and university instructors to use uh, birth certificate names. Yeah, let's. We've got to talk about this, guys. There's there's a group called the Alliance Defending Freedom. It's they're not from here. It's a it's a national group. Um, actually, international. They also attack trans rights in other countries, um, and they are are driving the bus on all this. They they were driving the bus on the bill in 2021 to bar transgender girls from playing on school sports teams, even though that's never been a problem here. Um, you know, they were instrumental in, in getting the ban passed on medical gender affirming care. And they're back in 2023 uh, to take the fight to pronouns. We are going to be policing pronouns, guys. Um, they, uh, Representative Wayne Long, who's new, uh, presented the bill yesterday. Uh, amazingly, this is a bill that will make it so that if you are a transgender student who wants to use a name or a pronoun that is different than what's on your birth certificate, you will have to get a permission slip from your parents. And um, if you don't, then I believe um, teachers and administrators cannot uh, call you by your preferred name and pronoun. So. Um, this is an amazing law about what pronouns we can use and who can use them. Um, upsettingly, uh, the, it passed overwhelmingly in the House Education Committee. Uh, Representative Bruce, Bruce Cozart said, you know, this world is going crazy. 
and uh, our family values are just out the window. And um, I guess suggesting that that laws like this will bring us back in line. The the attorney from Alliance Defending Freedom who was arguing for this bill uh, said he equated uh, using uh, a student's preferred pronouns with asking teachers to greet Muslim students with Allah Akbar every morning. So the rhetoric at the Capitol is absolutely bananas off the chain. Um, it, it, it's just frustrating to watch that we're going to pass a law about about pronoun use and, and continue to, to really ignore some significant challenges that the state has that really keep us at the bottom. Um, and here we are just digging deeper. It's, it's tough to watch. Uh, we should also mention that a, a bill uh, that would uh, make librarians criminally, li- criminally liable for uh, providing obscene materials um, is sailing through the legislature. It would also uh, allow legislative bodies, quorum courts, or city councils to uh, figure into the appeals process if a if a, a parent wants to, or I don't even know if it has to be a parent wants to deem. Uh, a book obscene oh it it can be anyone it doesn't even have to be somebody from arkansas it can be anyone can lodge these complaints the testimony for this uh always involves members of moms for liberty the crazy far right group uh and and other uh, sort of right-wing christian uh parents and they love to read passage from and they're so titillated by uh, the the prurient language we heard about scissor sisters and rim jobs and they talk about sucking dick and on and on and on they just get, really seem to get off on uh, you know picking out prurient passages from books pathetically um, this session is so horrific that I really look forward to these high points like bring them back they've been they've been in and testified and read these saucy little passages twice now and i'm just bring it back so we talked i think a lot in the last couple of weeks about a, a bill that would would really undercut the solar industry in arkansas it it passed through and is to the governor's desk i i think we've gone over it enough in in previous weeks uh, you can certainly find a lot of reporting on the blog one thing that i, I failed to note is that i'm pretty sure i watched all of the discussion on this through through committee and both chambers and maybe one time but but maybe not there, there just has not been any mention of climate change and i suppose that a lot of the proponents of this realize their audience and they made that choice but you know the idea that this is purely about business or favoring one industry or another uh is kind of crazy uh, so yesterday, Governor Sanders held a press conference, and it was to uh, herald the filing of new piece of le- legislation by Senator Tyler Dees, uh, an evangelical freshman senator from Salem Springs, that would require social media users to verify their age. Uh, and so social media in this is... Uh, defined to include even YouTube. Um, it, the idea is that, you know, Sanders talked a lot about how social media was detrimental to children, which you can't, you can't really argue with. 
these uh, and and she demonized big tech, which is you know probably a good political move. Dee's talked about the the profits of big tech and quickly moved into groomers and pedophiles uh, as if that that is all that's happening online. But of course, the consequence of this bill would be that adults would have to show ID to use Twitter or Instagram, uh, and and it it fits into you know the, the just crazy hypocrisy of this session where uh, Sanders this week signed a law that that removes the requirement for children uh, to get a work permit uh, or employ or their employers get a work permit from the Department of Labor. Uh, they said that, you know, we don't need to do that, this age verification, that parents can decide. But here, parents cannot decide on their social media. We're talking about banning books, not not letting parents decide if their kids can read books or not. It's, it's just really nuts. But parents do have to decide if you want to use a different pronoun. Uh, it's it's nuts. There's you know this this freedom and liberty thing that we hear from the administration a lot. You know this oh the strong hand of government coming down from D.C. to tell you how to live. Um, I'm not sure that I can recall any uh, more like top down telling us you know legislating morality. Uh, I don't know that that's happened more ever than what's happening right now. Um, also, a lot of hypocrisy on display when uh, a group of really smart Central High students came to Senate Education Committee where they were voting on some technical amendments, were refused uh, the chance to speak uh, because the Senate chair said they weren't germane. It was a, you know, a, a really, really bad display by Chair Jane English when you had these super engaged kids. It wouldn't would have been that big of a deal not to listen to them, and you had all the Republican prom- proponents of Arkansas Learns popping up on Twitter saying, you know, how oh, you know these these kids knew knew the the deal and they were just political pawns, and then the the next day or a few days later when the bill was signed in, you had students from uh, North Little Rock Religious School who were. We're there right next to Governor Sanders. Uh, so yeah, political pawns, maybe. So I, I, I think I, it's if we have a, I guess, a heartwarming success story this week, it, it's, it's got to be our, our central high young, young leftists who really just kill it on the regular. They, they showed up um, Monday to have a say on the Arkansas Learns Bill, which they protested the week before, concerned about funding for public schools, concerned about censorship in the classroom since the Arkansas Learns Bill includes a prohibition on critical race theory and has some don't say gay components, um, just lots of lots of policing what can and can't be taught in public schools. So these this group of really smart go-getters uh, showed up Monday and um, were criticized for not you know, speaking up before, but I think it's important to point out that the two public hearings before happened on school days and during school hours. So this was really their first shot at, at having a say. Uh, 
Dolores Umbridge uh, vibes, strong Dolores Umbridge vibes from Jane English, who uh, continued to talk over the kids, telling them they could only speak on the amendment. Those kids were the most nimble, like put them in a boxing ring. They would faint to the left, spin to the right. Um, there were 10 of them and they each kind of tried on a different, a different strategy for getting their criticisms in. Um, it was, it was frustrating to watch, but, um, impressive to see young people participating and, and really kind of outsmarting the, the grownups in the room. Uh, those same, those same kids showed up at the Capitol Wednesday afternoon after Sanders signed the Arkansas Learns Bill, uh, into law and uh, had it had another protest. Um, so anyway, you know, it's it. The kids are engaged, and they are. Um, I think they're gonna. They're probably gonna register to vote pretty soon. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. We've got a month or more of this. Send help. Let's move on to endorsements. What do you got this week? Okay. So uh, I. I was taking, I couldn't think of anything good. Like my brain just won't come up with anything good or happy right now. But I uh, took some uh, recommendations from coworkers and they suggest Target's hibiscus ginger beer is apparently delicious. And this non-alcoholic, year, non-alcoholic and Twix has Easter egg shaped Twixes this year. And apparently they're the best. I think Twix is singular and plural. Oh, is it? I don't know. I'll have to this is a style debate. Uh, I will recommend Lawrence Osborne's Only to Sleep. Uh, Osborne is is a writer of thrillers, sort of literary thrillers, and uh, this is a Philip Marlowe book. Marlowe, of course, is the creation of Raymond Chandler, who has been picked up by a lot of folks. Maybe my favorite movie is Robert Altman's The Long Goodbye, starring Elliot Gould as kind of a stoner version of Marlowe. Just sort of the classic noir private detective. Osborne imagines him retired and living in Mexico in his, I guess, late 70s, and he gets tapped by uh, an insurance company to investigate insurance fraud. And the... There's not a ton of action, though uh, this aged Marlowe has a sword cane, which is kind of cool. I broke my knee, and, and I borrowed a sword cane for a while. Uh, my first outing was to the town pump, and I tried to bring my cane in, and the bouncer knew about sword canes and <laughs> kicked it out. But uh, it's it's really just kind of a vibe. Uh, he travels all through Baja, California, trying to find these folks, and eats each churros and and drinks a lot and sees the sights and stumbles around but i loved it it was great perfect antidote to the awfulness that is the arkansas legislature thanks for listening everybody we'll be back hopefully next week we'll, we'll see you next week hang in there